0: Just gonna go. i just going to go. I had to change up the sermon. I changed it up two days ago because it's going to be a two-part sermon. So the next characteristic that we're going to talk about, and I hope you're ready today, is passion. To have grit, you have to have passion. The characteristic of grit is passion, just as it was with the determination and courage and all the above. But you have to have passion. You have to have passion to have grit. You cannot have grit without passion. And I was going to speak on something about passion, but I had to change it. I had to change it because I was going to put what they say, the cart before the horse. And you'll find out next week what that's all about. Pastor Josh was on vacation, and I spoke in the youth, and I I started speaking and I could not shake what I spoke that I have to speak it today to you. I I called them and he was on, I hate bothering him on vacation. And I was like, I got to change the sermon. Because I what we do is I give, we, we kind of get a scripture and we'll just privately dig and then come together and release. And I want to get into this. We're just going to dig through this. presence is so good I got you girl or you can lay down girl this carpet's thick I don't care why is church gotta be so perfect it doesn't bother me any I'd rather people just be stuck where they were I can't move that's why I can't sit down yet I'm gonna go ahead and read this first part Galatians five, sixteen. Let me emphasize this. As you yield to the dynamic life of the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. Stop. As you yield to the dynamic life, freely, fully to the dynamic life of the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. See, these moments, and maybe you've had mixed emotions today and wondering, like, you know, there's people that are very passionate about God. There's people that are quiet about who God is. There's people that are passionate inside. Uh, everybody worships different. I get it. But to fully have the free life, the life given, we have to yield to the power of the Holy Spirit. And abandoning the cravings of your self-life. Now, in just a few minutes, we're going to dig into the self-life. But I'll say it again. The stuff you do privately, the way you live, the way you think you live, checking Christian and living a different life, the reason is, is because you didn't abandon it. Because if you don't abandon those things of the world, the desires of your flesh, you hide them. And when you hide them, you find them. Because you hid them. Because you know where you hid them. But the moment you abandon them and don't know where it's at anymore, you don't go back to it. You don't live that life. And too many times we have this, 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 like I said when we were talking about the walls are down, we have this worship experience. Think about that with Nehemiah when they were building. They were worshiping God with no walls. And they were trying to just let all that I am be consumed with who you are, and yet the enemy was still attacking the mind as they're trying to do it. They couldn't fully accept. They couldn't fully grab hold of God because they did not abandon self-life. We all have those moments of the things inside of our soul, inside of our life that we put away and say that I'm good but don't abandon them. If we don't take it captive it captivates us. We hide it and it comes back out later. Sometimes it comes out in a moment of frustration. It comes out in a conversation or you start doing stuff you didn't do before. Just like dad, when you were struggling with alcohol. You could go to his house right now and you wouldn't find a bottle of any sorts of alcohol in his cabinet because he was an alcoholic and if he just hid it in the back of the closet or in the back of the, somewhere that the kids couldn't reach it, he would always know where he hid it so he can go back to it. But fully abandoning it, I'm going to pour it out, dump it out, throw it away, whatever the case is. I can't go back to it. We can all jump in this because I'm going to stick right here and we're going to keep drip, going down.
1: You good? So, I love this. Let's, let me emphasize this. As you yield, yep. yield means to bear or bring forth as a natural product, especially as a result of cultivation to produce or furnish as a return. So what what Paul's saying here is this, is he's like, as you yield to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you abandon the old things and you allow the cultivation of the Spirit of God to enter into you so that he can begin to cultivate your life and turn it into exactly what God created you to be. Some of us struggle with purpose and and our own personal lives because we stopped the Holy Spirit from cultivating our lives into what God intended. i got to read the next verse. Go to the next verse for me because it's powerful. For your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit and hinder him from living free within you. i got to stop right there because this, this gets me big. Your self-life craves the things that offends the Holy Spirit. Bill Johnson talks about the Holy Spirit in this way, and I want to share it with you because as I was sitting up there, it just was downloading. Bill Johnson talks about the Holy Spirit being a dove. When When the Spirit of God descended on Jesus as a dove, as he came up out of the water, he came as a dove. A dove, if you move suddenly or quickly, is jittery and, and will fly away. Bill Johnson said, we need to live our lives as a dove sits on our shoulders. So not to move quickly towards something that our flesh wants, or quickly uh, something that we need, because the second that we do, we offend the Holy Spirit and he flies. He was never supposed to fly from you. He was supposed to fly in you. And, and so what happens is this is that when we begin to crave the things of the world, we offend the Holy Spirit, and he's no longer there. And and all of a sudden, in my spirit, I just began to hear Samson. Samson was was a man that was supposed to do great things for God and did for a long season, but sin gradually began to creep in. And here's what you need to understand about the sin life or or your flesh life or your self-life. Sin doesn't come in and just all at once, boom, and you're you're away from God and you're living a life of hell. Sin by the enemy gradually creeps in and begins to drain you of the very thing that was intended to live in you. And so what Samson did is Samson began to eat uh, honey out of a dead carcass. He wasn't supposed to do that. He began to drink alcohol. He he wasn't supposed to do that. He laid his head on a lap of a woman named Delilah and told her to cut his hair. Wasn't supposed to do that. This time when she cut his hair and all of a sudden she jumps up and says, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He jumps up thinking that that same power that was within him was going to just ignite in him again. That's what I wanted to say. Ignite in him. And he was going to get to go out there and whoop every one of them like he did every other time. The sorry and sad statement is this. Is that when Samson jumped up in that moment, the Bible tells me that, the, that Samson did not know that the spirit of God had departed from him. My God. How many people sit in the church every Sunday going through the motions of your dead religion going through your sin life or self-life every single day and you come right up in here and you have no idea that the spirit of God isn't in you. That's why when I sit up in this daggone mountain I can't look out at some of you because you look like a bunch of deadbeats sitting out here because your self-life has consumed you and you have no idea that you can get in here and worship and get back into the presence of God and be free. And I'm not trying to beat you up But I'm telling you, God is trying to rattle some cages. He's trying to shake some things off of you because you've allowed sin to creep in and you've allowed the Spirit of God to fly.
0: It offends the Holy Spirit.
1: It offends him.
0: The self-cravings, the self-life cravings offends the Holy Spirit and hinders him from living free within you. Like you want to be, I want to have a free life. And you, you stay bound because the cravings of flesh dictate everything else. Of, and guess what flesh does? It, 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 you know, all of it feels good for a moment, and then you got a mess to clean up, and then you feel bad, and then you don't know how to get back, and then you're not free because then you feel guilt and you feel shame. All because you let flesh overtake, let a craving. Yeah, we all got cravings. We got food cravings. We got drink cravings. Just because they're, they're good craving, don't mean they're good for you. You know what I mean? Like, just because I drink, if I wanted a soda, just because if I drink it, it doesn't mean it's necessarily good for me. If I, man, I want a bunch of french fries, doesn't mean that that greasy french fries is good for me. We have to learn to have self-control in all areas. Just giving an example, but the whole the Holy Spirit is offended and it hinders him from living free in you. What is so crazy about that is he wants to live free in you. He wants you free. And again, we're back to square one with the fact that your mind has not caught up yet. You keep staying bound in your mind with all the stuff you're doing then you're like, well, I just can't. I mean, you know how many times I hear I can't? It's just too hard. Too many times, no matter what. How many things have you said you would do and you failed at it because you just said you can't?
1: Well, I think it goes back to Matthew chapter 16. Yeah. This, I've been teaching this in the youth, and I can't get away from it because I, the more I dig into it, the more I get wrecked. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if you truly want to follow me, you should at once completely reject and disown your own life. Right. We don't do that. No. We do not do that. Because we get up every day and we want to fulfill whatever desire we have in our own personal heart. And he's saying, get up every day and reject yourself.
0: So good. That's the <laughs> Reject truth.
1: you. Reject your own desires. Reject your own dreams. Reject all that. And, and let the God dreams begin to sink inside of you. And, and what he's saying is, and you must be willing to share my cross and experience it as your own as you continually surrender to my ways. You have to continually, every day, surrender to his ways. How do I experience the cross like he did? I experience it by picking up the freedom that he paid for every single day. Man, I'm telling you, God has messed my life up with the cross. I used to look at it as a hindrance, as a thing that no way, there's no way, there's too much of a price to pay. What price? He paid it. Now I get to pick up the freedom that he paid for, and I get to walk in it. Guys, how hard is it for us to reject ourselves so that we can walk in freedom? Go, go back to Galatians real quick where we were. Watch this. This is so cool. And the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your old self life from dominating you.
0: That's the flip.
1: Woo! To the whole thing. So when we live in sin, we offend. But then when we reject ourselves and pick up the cross, the Holy Spirit begins to dominate in our life and it cancels out all the other stuff that's trying to control us. Paul is literally picking this apart and saying, listen, you can either surrender to the flesh or you can surrender to the Spirit. If you surrender to the flesh, you're not going to live the life God intended for you to live. But if you surrender to the Spirit, He's going to dominate everything about you, your thoughts, your heart, everything.
2: Paul, Paul knew that. He lived that, you know, he was all about the law, the strict law. This was that that was the whole letter about this. Go, go to Matthew or Galatians five all the way to the first verse. We were at 16, but we're going to go to the first verse for freedom. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. He said, do not submit Paul's writing this letter, and he's like, don't submit again to the yoke of slavery. Stand firm. And you know what's interesting is God told me that this is a tug of war. We're still in the tug of war in these scriptures because it's the spirit versus the flesh. It's the surrender of God, or you're surrendering to your flesh. It's one or the other. And it's funny how you were talking about how it creeps in. You know, and it, and it comes in like a slithering snake. Isn't it funny? We go all the way back to the garden. And and he's going, it's okay. No, it's okay. You can, you can take a bite of that. And here's the spirit saying you can have everything in this garden, but don't touch that. You can have all the freedom you want, but don't touch that right there. Don't touch that fleshly tree. Then here's the flesh coming up saying, it's okay. Just take one bite. Just, it's okay. And isn't it funny how sometimes when you're not set free from things back in your, back in the way, whether it's in your childhood, whether it's in a situation that's happened in your life, somebody offended you, you don't have them, you got unforgiveness in your heart. And all of a sudden that creepy thing that's got unforgiveness, it comes in, it slides in like a snake. You don't want to ask for forgiveness to that. Or no, you can still touch that. Oh no, you can get behind the scenes. Nobody will know. And that fleshly desire, because you don't have a renewed mind. You, you hear what I'm saying? Christ, Christ fulfilled the law. Yeah. That causes freedom. See, most of the people that he was talking to had the law. They were all in, this is what it is. This is what we're going to do. There's nothing else but this law. And, but, but then Christ came in, in the cross, and fulfilled the law. So this Chuck Warren, I was thinking about The dove. And this morning in prayer in the prayer room, I kept praying that the Holy Spirit wouldn't be grieved today. And the only person that can grieve that is you. And I say it for myself: I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit, because if He sits like a dove, and and if you really ever study doves, they're very, very sensitive. I mean, and you can—they can move so quickly. I know and you know as well as I know when the dove is lifted from you. When the Holy Spirit is lifted from you. And then you feel guilt. You feel condemnation. And you think everybody's against you. And you think all these things. When in reality, he just said, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again. Go and sin no more to the prostitute. And all these other people were condemning her, screaming at her. They was probably laying with her. How would they know where she was when they drug her out? Anyway. So they were, here's the ones that were condemning her that were guilty. And here's Jesus saying, just go, go sin no more. And he's saying, go sin no more. But he's saying, stand firm in what God has.
0: The problem is, is when we go through something and it's like, go and sin no more we don't abandon that sin. We hide it and we get right back to the same sin again. And you wonder why you struggle with the same issues you've been struggling with for years. Because you've not abandoned it and you've only just hit it. You have to abandon it. And it, what's so crazy is that flip that, that happens on there. It says when, you know, we first said the self-cravings offend the Holy Spirit, then we, then we said that the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder the self-life from dominating you. So you want... You, you, you want to know how to get through the, the, the flesh? Let the Holy Spirit dominate. Let the Holy Spirit dominate the situation. Stay in His Word. Stay in, consume yourself with who God is. That's the domination. And Then the, the flesh starts to die out. We die daily. We got to die to the flesh and live by the Spirit. That's our job.
2: Listen to verse 13. For you were called to be, have freedom. Only do not use your freedom for the opportunity of the flesh. Don't use your freedom for the opportunity of the flesh. But through love, serve one another. Paul said, you cannot do whatever you want and yield to the, to, to the fleshly desires. Paul was trying to say, you can't do whatever you want. There's a wrong and a right. And the Holy Spirit was trying to say, there's a wrong and a right.
0: Because there's a standard. There's a mind. standard. When you call yourself a Christian and you, you accept who Christ is, there's a standard to live by. And the craving of the flesh have to die out. And this is the problem we face around everywhere. That people do not want to let go of the fleshly desires. They, they, they hinder us, but then we enjoy it for the moment. And then we feel guilty later for it. Because we, we hate the effects of the sin and not just hating the sin in general. So let me read the next part. It says, so then... The two are incompatible and conflicting forces within you. Your self-life of the flesh and the new creation life of the spirit. But when you yield to the life of the spirit, you will no longer live under the law, but soar above it. Do You guys hearing that? So incompatible, things that just do not mix up together. When those things are enforced with, you have to let the Spirit overtake, yield. I I wrote this down too. If if you yield to someone or something, you stop resisting them. If you yield to something that you have control of or responsibility for, you allow someone else to have control or responsibility for. When you yield to it, you have given your control to it. So it says, but when you yield to the life of the Spirit, you will no longer be living under the law, but a- soaring above it. You want to have freedom? You need to start yielding to the Spirit so you can soar above it. Too many times we, we drag ourselves through the mud. We drag through all the self-life issues we deal with because we have not yielded fully yielded to Jesus Christ, to the Spirit that is within. We have not fully yielded. And we, we get drugged through this whole mess, and it overtakes us. But when you yield, when you give up responsibility, you give all of it, all control. You're putting it in you. All control is yours. It says that you soar above it. That is the free life. And you're probably wondering, like, okay, grit, passion. You can't have passion for anything else until you yourself have passion for God. That's right. We can't do anything else until the passion for God is within you. And you yield to the spirit.
1: I think more people are passionate about the building than they are the one that created the building. Just, I'm telling you. We are more passionate about coming into this place and going through our thing than we are about the one that created us as a building. To live in, the church. We are the church. This building at the church, we are the church. You know, and I, I'm sitting here thinking this whole time, the battle between the spirit and the flesh. When we let the Holy Spirit dominate, he dominates in our life and the flesh doesn't have any room. I guess, I guess the greatest question to you this morning is which is screaming louder. That's right. Because some of you, I could hear your flesh screaming louder than your spirit when you walked in the door. Some of you are wondering, why do I keep going through these struggles? Why do I keep going through these battles? Why do I keep like... Like like I don't have gifts on me anymore. Like I can't be used anymore. It's because you're a donkey. You're a backslider. You know the Bible says that God is married to the backslider. You know why? Because it's you. Some of us sitting in this room, were backsliders. Backsliders aren't the ones out there living a life of hell. That's what he calls sinners. We have people sitting in the church today that are backsliders. We... A backslider is this. Let me explain this to you because I called you a donkey and some of you are offended. So <laughs> a backslider is this. A backslider is what a donkey does. When, when they pack a bunch of stuff on the back of a donkey, they use them to carry things, gifts, and all that kind of stuff, and, and to travel dis- distances. Some of you have become a backslider because you're stubborn like a donkey, You let your flesh override your spirit. And so what happens when a donkey sits down? Everything that was on him slides off. Some of you have come into this room this morning and you sat down. Not in the natural. You sat down in the spirit so the gifts and all that stuff that you're supposed to be used in slid right off of you and are laying on the ground waiting for you to pick them back up. How do I pick them back up? Through repentance. Through allowing the spirit of God to dominate rather than my flesh to dominate. Yeah, he's married to the backslider. He's married to you. It doesn't mean you're too far off or you're lost. It's exactly what you guys were talking about at worship. It's not like you're too far off. The stuff's still sitting behind you. You just got to stop being stubborn and get back up again and put it back on. It's allowing the Holy Spirit to dominate you, not your flesh to dominate you.
2: It's dark and light, you know, it's flesh and spirit. It's. I'd rather you be hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out. It's. It's straddling a fence. I'm a person. Me me and Pastor Jen were talking earlier this week, and I said, you know, we're we're both like we're either all in or all out. We we don't stra we don't straddle a fence. Which you know what I mean. I mean we're either all the way in or we're all the way out. And. You know, that's the danger of straddling a fence. You think, you think in your mind, well, I can touch over here into the kingdom of God, but I can still do this desire of the flesh. And in reality, he's going to spit you. The word says you will be spit out.
0: Well, here's the big thing. When you're dealing with this, this whole thing about the flesh and you don't yield to the Holy Spirit. Like what we said at the beginning, it says it, it offends the Holy Spirit. I mean, think about this. Because you're selfish and want to do what you want to do, no matter what the standard is with God or anything else, you grieve the Holy Spirit, and you affect the people around you. The decisions you make don't just affect you. It affects everybody around you. Because I've said this I said this to the youth Thursday. If I would have chose not to help start this church and be the pastor of this house, and we chose not to start Remnant Church, none of y'all would be in this room. And some of y'all wouldn't even be together, being friends or dating. or You know, see what I'm saying? There's people. The, the church is, is a great thing, what brings people together. If I would have lived my life and not yielded to the Spirit, look at, look at the impact that would have made in this room, not even realizing that it would be in this room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I, I would have made an impact that would affect a lot of people. And so in that, when the Spirit's grieved, it's just not grieved with you. It's grieved about the people you need to affect, about what you're doing because you're not touching the people that he needs you to touch. Because you have no clue that in the end you will be touching some of those people. Who would have thought? Who would have thought some of these these kids that are teenagers now and some of the teenagers that are young adults now, who would have thought? If we would have just said, no, we're going to yield, it's hard, we're not going to have grit, and we're just going to yield to the flesh, and we would, let's just do something else, because sheep are hard to work with. All I hear is problem. Nobody wants to encourage me. You know, I mean, think about this. But If I would have yielded to the flesh, it would have made a different reaction. None of you guys would be in this room. And others, and the ones around us. And so when you don't yield to the Spirit of God, what happens is the flesh takes over and you become selfish, and you're not helping advance the kingdom because God needs you to advance the kingdom. So let me get into this real quick because I know we got some time, a little bit. Um, This is where the warfare happens. I know, like, like, hey, heaven and earth are combining, and it's amazing. That's the biggest battle of them all. Perfect heaven with sinful earth. Here, here's the battle. Here's spirit and flesh. And listen, there's gonna be a battle in the spirit as soon as I open my mouth to this right now. Because what's about to happen is you're gonna start feeling what you might be dealing with inside. And but this is the freedom, this is the soaring. I wanna surrender. There's gonna be an option, there's gonna be a challenge, and there's gonna be an acceptance. You can sit. And, and, and do nothing or you can respond and yield to the spirit bottom line but we gotta have passion for God and we have to start doing this right so the very beginning scripture uh, just said that uh, as you yield to the dynamic life of the Holy Spirit you will abandon the cravings of self life well what is self life so let's talk about it the behaviors of self life is sexual immorality Lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God, manipulating others. Man, can I just stop real quick? Because me reading this just sounds like an everyday life in, in our world right now. The self-life, lustful thoughts. How many times does that happen? I mean, if we're going to be raw about it, those things, those things, you have to, you have to yield to the Spirit. You have to. I mean, if we're going to be real about it, how many times, you might just be about your own day, but because somebody wants the attention and wants the breast to hang out, or the shorts real short, so the booty hangs out, and there's a lustful thought, and you got to, no! Are we being real? Like, welcome to church, guys. But, but why do we want to not talk about this stuff? Because this is the stuff that we struggle with. Because people are so insecure and they want so much attention, they'll do anything to get it.
2: Let me say something to that real quick. Uh, And I've said it before up on this platform. Uh, But when I was 13, I was raped. And the sexual sin that entered me, I I mean, I was raised in church. I gave my heart to the Lord when I was 8 years old. And flooded violated some of you have been violated some of you have been sexually abused some of you come on somebody and for years that taunted me and taunted me and and taunted me I got married and I was so nervous about being with pop because all I knew was being raped and I didn't yield yet to the spirit of God few years later I lose my mom So now I have sexual rejection. And so I had to go through things to get healed. Nobody cared. The world don't care. They don't care. All they want is say, oh, it's okay. Come on. Come on. You want to go? You want to go have that? You want to do that together? You want to do? Come on. Nobody will know. And every time I turned, there was something so sexual about something that was going on. Every time I turned. Because that gateway was open against me. And so what happened was the image of that was always there until I defeated that and said, I'm going to rise in the spirit of God. I was 26 years old. And in my front yard, I surrendered to the spirit of God. And that dove came in baptize me in the holy ghost no I mean that and all of a sudden here comes something that comes to the door three days later you think something's not going to come in after you've got, got your house all cleaned inside of you and seven times worse the spirit of the enemy tries to come in this it isn't a come back seven times worse he goes back to go get somebody else and says hey all these demons are going hey come on I can't get her to to surrender. So let me get seven times worse. Let me, come on, you can come in here with me. And you think that seven times worse, you can conquer that? Only through the spirit of God can you conquer that. You can't, you, the whole thing is, is when you open up a doorway or you, or you've been opened a doorway because it's been violated to you. Some of you do it on your own. Some of you are the predator that, some of you are the predator that's opened up the door to somebody else. And some of you have been violated from somebody else. And so this, this spiritual warfare of not letting the surrender of God come upon you. And so what happens? You go day in and day out and day in and day out, and you're you're, you're gonna die. You're gonna you're gonna find out you're you're gonna be in an alley somewhere. Yeah. Telling you, if I didn't surrender to the spirit of God, me and Pop would be probably already dead. We'd already be in an alley, so I'm telling you right now. And he wouldn't be here, and this wouldn't be here. But the surrender of the Spirit of God, it's not easy. I'm telling you, it's a process. After I gave my heart to Jesus Christ and really surrendered to that, then I had to go through this process to say, no, no, I'm not going to, nope, I don't have to look at that anymore. Nope, I don't have to be that anymore. Nope, I don't have to be that anymore.
0: Because in the end, Mom, the Holy Spirit wants to dominate. Yeah. And in the, and what happens is, is we let our flesh dominate. Yeah. Sexual morality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God. Yeah. We chase so many things. We chased after it. Here, here's the, here's the, the reality of it all. Because we, we have a generation of, you know, that just is careless. We have people that, a lot of people that are, uh, even that we surround ourselves by, that are whether they're single or whatever the case is i want to be in the will of god i want the will of god in my life and so the reality is if i'm doing things of the flesh i am not living by the spirit so i do not have the will of god over my life and i want to call it like it's good but it's not good if you're living with somebody and you're not married it's called sin it is what it is if you're living a life and playing a game and being sexual with somebody, it's sin. You are not married. It's wrong. Call it like it is because that's what he said. If you're doing these things, it's wrong. But here's the problem. Then here's what it says, manipulating others because i, I want to justify this. Then I'm mad at somebody because they found out because I want to do my thing. And then we want to act like we're just all about God and praying over people. And you're living a sinful life. God's trying to make his house holy. Bottom line, he wants it holy. He wants the house holy. He wants a standard. Quit saying you're a Christian and doing that stuff. You're not. That's not what a Christian is. Manipulating others, senseless arguments. Let me say it one more time senseless arguments. Woo! Senseless arguments. Resentment when others are favored. Oh, why did they? I should have been up here. Why why is Dakota up here? I should be playing the drums. (laughs) Senseless, he's not even here. That's why I'm busting his chops. Senseless arguments. And 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 resentment to others and and point at people. Or how about this? How about it's not even on here, but sometimes because somebody else falls and makes a mistake, well, that's what they get because they was talking about me. Are you kidding me? You're gonna cheer them on for failing? That's what they get. I would hate to be in your shoes. Favoring Temper tantrums. <laughs> temper, I've had them. Anybody else had them? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Temper. Why is this going Why every time I get money, the devil knows my vehicles need to break down? <laughs> why is this that? Why is gas so high? It's Biden's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, you on your political views is funny to me. Uh But we throw temper tantrums over the craziest things we throw temper tantrums over all kinds of stuff our (laughs) angry quarrels i got to read what a quarrels what quarrels are this jacked me up angry quarrels you ready for this a heated argument or a disagreement between two people who usually are on good terms between people who usually love each other angry quarrels. Guess what happens when you get mad and stuff goes down? You usually get mad at the person you're closest to. Usually a spouse, usually a loved one, somebody very close. We, we have senseless arguments. The stuff I'm saying right now, it's the description of flesh life, self-life. When we live this, this kind of lifestyle, we put ourselves in a position that the holy spirit is offended by because he's so offended because he's like i just want to use you there is like 10 people i know for a fact that that need me and i need you to get to them so they can get to me but you're so selfish in this moment you don't want to do anything you want to live a double life and that's not what i've called you to do and people are looking at it like so that's what it means to be a christian you can do that for real Y'all doing weird stuff, and you can and you you're, you can do that as a Christian. Ah, oh, go ahead. Yeah, well, that's what we do. Cause I'm just so lonely, I can't be alone. So I have to do it. So I, I I will sacrifice my life and my way of life with Christ, so I can fulfill my my fleshly desires and be out of the will of God. I'm telling you, no matter what, I want to be in the will of God, no matter what. God is this, there, and there's stuff in here because we all can look at it and we all can have different things that we can point out in ourselves that say like this convicted me so bad thursday and i'm preaching it to the youth and all weekend and even right now there's stuff that i me personally i got to work on some stuff there's there's stuff in this only thinking of yourself just that right there you know how many people are so selfish do you know how culture is right now that is just pushing you to be selfish that culture pushes you just to have self-life and just, and just like it's all about you and, and your social. Like I said, quit scrolling and start living your life. They want you to be so selfish in your life right now. They want you to live just about you and what benefits you and all the stuff that can just fit around you. We'll build this around you. There's a purpose why they do this. This ain't just happening. They, they purposely, even in our cell phones and the, the way we do life, it's been on purpose. So you can be more selfish. And that's not the kingdom of God. Selfless is the kingdom of God. Because Christ said, listen, I didn't come here so that, uh, you know, you can serve me, but I came to serve you. I didn't come onto the earth to walk around in a fleshly body so that you can serve me. And hello. No, but he said, take your sandals off. Let me wash your feet. No way. He's like, no, I'm going to wash your feet. You know, and now like that's kind of gross with people with feet. And we got socks. They didn't have socks. I didn't think they had J's back then or Hey Dudes or any other kind of shoe. They wore some nasty little weird sandals and their feet were the grossest part of their body. It was just jacked up. And Jesus is on his knees with a, a towel over his leg and he's washing and scrubbing their feet so that they, when they go into the house and they're all cleaned up. Because he's like, I'm here to serve. I'm not here to be served. I'm here to serve. And so when we become selfish, we want everything about you. It all revolves around you. We all know people that are like that. And sometimes we've acted like that. And we have to choose to change that. Being in love with one's own opinion. You ever been around somebody that's just all about themselves? One's own opinion. I'm just so in love with that. Let me Can I tell you something? Just kidding. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me give you my opinion real quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's it just one own opinion. You know, how to, you know how you can tell one's own opinion? When you have a conversation, they continue to talk. You can't, they won't give you space to even talk. They talk over you. They always got something to say instead of just listening. You know how much further we would be in, even in relationships if we can just quit talking? You know what I'm saying for real like how many times would somebody or I've felt this way sometimes like could somebody just hear me out and just lend an ear instead of a mouth (laughs) okay so that's a self-life that's a selfish life being where am I oh murder uncontrolled addictions wild parties and all other similar behavior and there's even more it just it just puts it in a category living this life that is the self-life and the self-life is devastating it does not put us in a position under the will of god and i'm telling you right now as i'm even talking and i know for a fact i know for a fact there's a battle in the spirit between flesh and 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 spirit i had to as i read this in myself like god i need help in some of these because sometimes you know you look at it and you're like yeah it's kind of like a self-check. Like, what am I doing? Because in the end, I just want to be in the will of God. I want to do the right thing. And if you, if you are having these fleshly desires and doing things that are outside of the will of God, you literally need to recheck yourself and say, you know what? I have to change something. Because if you don't, you honestly are just living a life for yourself. You,
2: you say you're a Christian, but you're not living it. Then why but even your, say it? But your conscience should be your moral guide. You know what I'm saying? The spirit of God, but the conscience should be your more. You should know right from wrong. I mean, it, we know. We know if we've, we've turned to something or we've, I mean, there's time. I love you, Pop. Leave there's, there's times that, you know, I could snap. I said, what did I say? And my voice gets up and I go, okay, Pop, I'm sorry. Because that's my conscience. Does that is, make you
0: sound better because you've raised your voice? Yeah, right? you know how many people yell to get their point across like if I cuss that's what means I'm mad now
2: I really cuss, you can't just say
0: what you got to say and make a decision are you going to count to three and, and act like you're going to discipline or just redirect somebody are you kidding me
2: Or or we say, oh, every once in a while we can say them slang words, it's okay, you know. No, but... Hey, you know, I mean...
0: But but again, it muddies the water. It muddies the water. The Spirit starts to deplete in our lives because we yield it to the flesh again, and the Spirit gets offended by it. And that's the bottom line we face. And this is the whole thing, guys. Listen, when you live by the Spirit, it dominates the flesh. That's the passion you have to have before you have passion for anything else. You have to have passion for God and who God is. Let me read the last part of this. Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom realm of God? Not that I'm just getting ready to warn you, but haven't I already warned you that if you keep doing this self-life you're living right now, you will not inherit the kingdom of God? And then with that, here's the problem. Then as a church and as a leader, I have a responsibility. Because I have to have a standard. The church has the kingdom. Haven't I already warned you? If you live this, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. We have to get this place. Like, I want to be so passionate about God that I get rid of the self. Because, listen, self-life, there's nothing good about it. I've lived it. I've been there. There's times it creeps up in my life. And I have to literally say, nope, I'm yielding to the Spirit. I'm yielding to the Spirit because the flesh wants to dominate my soul so bad. I buried that, man, a long time ago. I don't need it coming up again. But too many times we give in to it because what? A quick fix. Because what? Because something else that we will not want to face, we just want to go ahead and just take care of it. Well, I just need to do this because this is the struggle I have. But I don't want to talk about that. So I'll just go ahead and do my flesh thing. Go ahead and tell that.
1: I was going to say, it's crazy how Paul ends that. Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit? It makes me go back to, I think, one of the scariest passages of Scripture in the Bible. When Jesus is talking and teaching and he says, there will be those that will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I heal the sick in your name? Didn't I cast out demons in your name? And he said, I will look at them and I will tell them, Turn away from me. I've never known you. Paul's bringing it a little deeper. He's saying you're stuck in all these fleshly things, and you think just because you show up on a Sunday morning, you're going to inherit the kingdom.
0: Before you finish, yeah. You want to know what the problem is? Is that the church don't talk about it enough. That's truth. Let's just be real about We, it.
1: we call it issues We've we
0: got some issues, and we just don't talk about it enough. We talk about everything else, and we, you know, but we don't talk about the stuff that we're really struggling with, and we're really living. And, and, and listen, I can tell you right now, I bet people, and whether they're watching, some people might be offended by what I've said. And if you're offended, please be offended to the Word of God, because I only read the Scripture.
1: That's right. It's true.
0: And... The reality is, is we don't talk about it enough. And yeah, you're talking about quenching the spirit. I've been to church where they're in the middle of service and worship and then just like, okay guys, next up is I'm like, what just happened? Yeah. And you feel that ache. And I I, 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 that's one thing I pray about all the time. I'm like, God, I don't want to grieve your spirit, yeah. you know, in this. And, and then having these, the talking about passion, I was going to talk about something else, but because I can't put the cart before the horse we have to talk about this. This passion for our for our Lord personally. Yeah. And the problem that we, again, because nobody wants to offend. Like I said a couple weeks ago about every, participation awards and all that, people are so afraid to have a conversation. They'll diagnose wrong just so they don't offend you.
1: That's right.
0: Instead of just talking about it and trying to help through it and God wants to heal. God wants to use you. If you would just see that the Holy Spirit wants to dominate your soul so he can, you will go further if you just accept who he is and stay in the will of God. I do not want to be outside of his will. Yeah, do we make mistakes? Absolutely. But shift yourself back in the will of God. Quit making the same mistakes and living a a secret life.
2: Listen to Romans 2, 16. According to my gospel, this, we've been speaking of the gospel. According to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. And, and, you know, some people go, well, don't judge me. Hey, you know, they're God said he judges the secrets of men. All the things that are going on underneath the scenes and everything that's in the dark, he sees everything. And, you know, I, I think he wants us to get back to our first love. And I had no idea that that song was going to be what Daniel was singing. But God said, Revelations 2, 4 and 5. But I have this against you. You've abandoned the passionate love. From the very beginning, think about how you have fallen. I'm going to say it again. But I have this one thing against you. You have abandoned the passionate love you had for me at the very beginning. Think about how far you have fallen. Repent and do the works of love you did at first. Repent and do the the things of love that you had at first. I will come to you and if not, I will remove your lampstand from its place of influence. If you do not repent. I'm going to, let me read this. Our first love. Love that is, is in first place. First in the Greek means number one, supreme, crowning. Come back to your number one, your supreme, your crowning. Love that will be expressed by the passionate devotion to Jesus Christ. Repent in the Greek means more than simply changing one mind. It means to take on another mind, See, what's happened is we've had so many things in our minds. This is the greatest warfare right here. It's between your ears. The reason you keep going back to the same things is because you haven't changed your mind. You haven't got a new mindset. It's called the mind of Christ. And when I finally got the mind of Christ, I I didn't want to grieve him. There's times that you know when you're stepping into something and you start grieving the spirit of God. The mind of Christ. Return to your passion for him. That motivates you at first. When you went back to your first love, what made it when you first gave your heart to Jesus Christ? The very first time. When I was eight years old, I gave my heart to the Lord at a piano bench. I ran as fast as I could. I was eight years old. I ran as fast as I could. I was like, oh my Lord, I want him. I need him. And I had that understanding when I was eight years old. I fell away when I was 16. Came back at 26. I was passionate about him, and I think that when you first give your heart to him, and you have that passion, and we've walked and we've said, "Okay, I'm serving the Lord; it's all good," you know. And and some of us that, just like he said, you know, we need to rededicate our lives to Jesus Christ. You know, there are sinners. See, we we need to find out where our passion is—that first love. You felt that—that first love you had. And then all of a sudden you keep walking and go, well, I'm serving the Lord. It's all good. But you lost that passion. Amen?
1: You were talking about the conscience earlier. And I think sometimes if we're not careful, the more we allow sin to conquer us, the more our conscience becomes seared. And it becomes seared to the point where we no longer hear the Holy Spirit trying to get us out of something. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will make a way out for you, out of what? Out of sin. Out of the struggle. Out of all of that. And so sometimes when we allow sin to keep evolving in our life, then we no longer have the conscience that the Holy Spirit can grab a hold of and say, "Hey, there's something that's wrong here." I got to tell you this story. Just I I told Pastor Brandon. I said it's just burning in me. I'm not going to use real names but there was a youth pastor that really began to struggle inside had a had a powerful youth ministry a growing youth ministry but all of a sudden began to struggle in himself you know he just read the whole list of, of, of the things of the flesh one of them being sexual immorality pornography, things like that he began to dabble in some stuff uh, sexually and the next thing we know one day he's flirting with one of his teenagers a girl and this is, this is what I'm saying when we allow sin to start gradually creeping in it will take us down a road that we never wish we would have gone on all of a sudden this youth pastor begins to struggle and one day this girl invites him to go hang out with her at the park and it's in the evening so the youth pastor leaves his wife and his child at home And he meets this girl at this park and it's dark out late. He jumps in the back seat of this car with this girl and he's getting ready to make some stuff happen that should have never happened. There's a man from his church sitting at home. He's sitting in his seat just watching TV and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit begins to prompt him and he said, I want you to go to this park and I want you to get up on the picnic table when you get there and I want you to scream this name at the top of your lungs. The man obeys the Holy Spirit. See, the battle between the flesh and the spirit. He could have got comfortable and said, no, I don't want to go out. It's late. It's 10, 11 o'clock at night. I'm ready to relax. But instead, he obeyed the voice of the Holy Spirit, and he jumps in his car, and he goes to this park, and he said, man, I really felt foolish. I had no idea what I was doing. He said, and I'm sorry, he didn't go to the same church as the youth pastor. He went to a different church. And he said, I got out there to the park and he said, I stood up on that picnic table and he said, I began to yell at the top of my lungs, Jacob! And the Holy Spirit said, do it again. Jacob! Do it again. Jacob! And all of a sudden at a distance, this youth pastor that was getting ready to do something that he probably wished he would have never done Sits up in that back seat because he's hearing his name being screamed. See, sometimes when your conscience conscience is seared, you can't hear him screaming your name anymore. So he's got to call somebody to get out of their comfort zone and go stand on a picnic table and begin to scream your name. And I'm just here to tell you this morning that I'm here to scream your name because some of you, your conscience is seared. And the Holy Spirit is screaming at the top of his lungs right now. And he's yelling your name. Joshua, Brandon, Crystal, Gabriel. He's here yelling your name this morning. Because you've been engulfed in some things you shouldn't have been engulfed in. And and the enemy is trying to trap you. He's trying to sear your conscience. He's trying to make you sit down so that you'll never feel good enough again. So that you never feel like you'll amount to anything again. He's trying to trap you and keep you in that place of bondage. I love that scripture. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. I'm here to tell you by the Spirit of God this morning that he's standing on the picnic table and he's yelling your name because it's for freedom that he's screaming your name right now if you're here in this place and i know it's kind of tough this whole message has been tough and you're like my god what do i do with this i'm gonna tell you what you do you sit up in the back seat of that car and you open the door and you get out and you run back home the altar is your home now get up out of your seat and run if that's you sitting in this room right now come on don't hesitate some of you are hesitating get up out of your seat right now if you're living in sin. Right now. Right now. Come on. Right now. What are you waiting on? It's what are you waiting on? It's time to yield. What are you waiting on? Come on. Move. The battle. Don't let the flesh override Move. the spirit. What are you waiting on? See, even right now, you feel shackled to your seat. I break every chain that the enemy's Hallelujah. trying to keep you down in. Come on. Move Hallelujah. right now. Move. 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 Come on, move. Jesus. Jesus. I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. I want you to close your eyes. All of you out sitting still. Close your eyes. And I want you to allow the Holy Spirit to bring the light of God into you and begin to search your heart. Begin to search your heart. It's just like Pastor Brandon said. I began to read some of those and some of those convicted me and I can say the same thing. Some of them convict me too. Allow him to search you. Hallelujah. Come on, take just a minute and allow him to search you. And if you feel him tugging, don't ignore that tug. It's him trying to get you somewhere. Do whatever
0: it takes to yield to the spirit. Do whatever it takes. You got to get back in the will of God. And then you got to make the decisions afterwards to live by the Spirit. You got to change habits. You got to change patterns.
2: You might have lost your passion. You know, coming back to that first love, and I mean being hungry for God. Hungry, I mean, hungry for God. And I think even that altar is open for you to just come out and just surrender and just be hungry for Him, just in worship. Amen. That we just put our hands up and just worship. You can just come and just worship.